We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right, welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about food energetics. This is something that we talk about. Um, we bring up in the shop a lot. We have actually have a lot of customers that bring this up too. I'm not quite sure where they're hearing it from. They probably follow people like uh, Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Judy Morgan's really big on 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 this theory. This is a it's a CMT or Chinese medicine theory, and it's really cool. And I've seen I've seen its its effects in. Um, it's definitely something worth worth talking about, worth knowing. Food energetics. So essentially all food has an effect on our bodies. Here in the Western world, we kind of focus on, you know, macronutrients, right? When we look at food, we look at, you know, the macros, we look at, you know, protein, fat, carbohydrates, etc. In the East, though, they look at it a little differently. You know, they look at it, they evaluate it on how that food actually affects our bodies. So specifically today, we're going to talk about the warming and cooling effect that foods have on our, on our pets' bodies. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. Food can be, it can be hot, it can be warming, it can be neutral, it can be cooling, it can be cold. Um, kind of a good way to, to imagine these effects of food that food has on our bodies is, is to kind of picture yourself in certain situations, okay? So like if you're in a sweltering jungle, you're on a, you know, a hot beach, you know, you wouldn't want a venison steak or a lamb chop with potatoes or squash, right? You're going to want something, you're going to want something sweeter, you're going to want something cooler, you know, something that's moisture rich, a food like watermelon, for example. And it turns out watermelon is a cooling food. So I don't know, that kind of, those, those kind of situations, it's kind of like, well, you know, what would I want in this kind of situation? kind of help you um, kind of understand that whole concept. But kind of wanted to talk about our, our dogs and kind of what that, what that looks like. Um, so on a, on a really basic level, dogs that run hot um, are dogs that are, you know, they're always panting. They feel hot to the touch. You know, Arthur, Ella's dog, he is, if he eats like warming foods, like if he eats beef, if he had venison or lamb, like you, you can feel the heat radiating, radiating off him. So it's, it's something with him you can actually physically feel. Dogs that are always seeking cool environments. Another sign is reddish skin, you know, high energy, restless dogs, dogs with allergies. These are dogs that will most likely need a diet that is, is more centered around cooling foods. Feeding a dog, you know, feeding a dog, hot dog, hot foods or warming foods is, is like, you know, pouring gasoline on, on a fire. It's going to, it's going to, kind of exaggerate all the, the, the symptoms that they're already having. 
So seeking proteins like, you know, cold water fish, rabbit, duck, these are all cooling proteins. And that's the, kind of a good start to help putting that fire out. So a lot of times you'll see different protocols for like, for say allergies or any kind of inflammatory issues. And you're going to see that, you know, most likely it's a cooling protein that will help or the most likely benefit that, that animal. Cooling foods, so some good examples of, of uh, foods to feed. So if you have a hot dog, some good ideas for them, some foods that you should focus on feeding that can help cool them would be uh, things like proteins like rabbit and duck. You know, we have uh, fruits, certain fruits like apples and bananas, mangoes, pears, strawberries, watermelon, tangerines. These are all things that dogs can eat, by the way. Um, there's some vegetables too, like seaweed and broccoli, cucumber. I mean, obviously, like you, it's funny, you think of these, some of these foods and like, yeah, that's definitely cooling. Like cucumber. Cucumber, you know, is definitely watermelon, kelp. All these things are considered cooling foods. Um, yogurt is another one too. So on the other end of that spectrum, you're going to have cold dogs, okay? So these are dogs that are always seeking to, to kind of cuddle up with you. They're, they're seeking warm environments, uh, basking in the sun, you know, through the window. You know, these are dogs that should be fed a mostly a diet consisting mostly of warming foods. So the cold dog might also look like a dog that is, you know, always fatigued, you know, doesn't have that desire to exercise, low appetite, slow moving, just kind of lazy dogs, dogs that dogs that get joint stiffness or feel kind of cold to the touch, especially in the legs, the back, the ears. These would be considered cold dogs. So so to balance that coldness and to help kind of warm them up and give them that jump start they need. We need to be looking at feeding more warming or, or even hotter proteins. Proteins like turkey and chicken, lamb, kangaroo, venison. Arthritic dogs as well tend to be, be cooler dogs and benefit from these warming proteins. So warming proteins, again, um, kind of listed the, the lamb, venison, turkey, chicken, pheasant. These are all kind of proteins that you'd kind of want to, you'd want to focus on feeding. Uh, squash is another, is a vegetable uh, that has a warming effect as well. Stop guessing what's being added to your pet's food. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality, USDA-inspected, free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Steve doesn't contain any synthetic supplements or ingredients that can't be identified on the ingredient label. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. We know that what you choose to feed your pet is just as important as what you choose to feed yourself, which is why Steve's Real Food is formulated for optimal health that exceeds AFCO minimums. Steve's is not only great for your pet, but great for the environment. Your pet's food is manufactured by using hydroelectric power and sold to you in a fully recyclable package. Be sure to take advantage of the frequent buyer club. Buy 12 bags of Steve's Real Food, get one free. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. Lastly, neutral foods. So dogs that are well-balanced, uh, you know, obviously you're not going to have to focus on warming or cooling foods, and, and we'll probably do better on, on more neutral foods because they're already in that homeostasis. But I really believe that these kind of neutral foods are best utilized to kind of help balance out those diets for hot or cold dogs because you don't really want you don't want to just feed cooling proteins to hot dogs or, or vice versa, right? So you, um, you don't want to feed just cooling proteins to hot dogs or, you know, hot foods to cold dogs. You know, you want to make that the, the, you know, predominant food source for them, but you still want to get variety in and you still want to, you know, get some of those other proteins in there. So you don't just want to feed one certain type of type of food. Some examples of neut uh, neutral foods would be 
And these, there's a lot of factors that play into this, and I'm not going to get into it today, but these are more neutral proteins, beef, pork, quail, tripe, bison, things like that. Fruits like pineapple, and then like, you know, your milks and your chicken eggs. Chicken eggs, like the, the yolk is actually warm and the, the whites are cool, so it ends up being a neutral protein. So these are kind of, you know, neutral foods that you could focus on or help kind of balance those other hot or cold, cold food diets out. But kind of what I was getting to with with it kind of depends on on a few things whether it's it's um, actually going to be warm or cool is how it's processed. Uh, so processed food obviously just by nature is going to be it's going to have a warming effect the more processed it is, right? Because if they're cooked at extremely high temperatures and all the moisture is removed from them, it's going to be it's going to be draining and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to have a warming effect, obviously because moisture is cooling. All right, so the result is naturally going to be a warmer food if you remove that from it, you know, energetically speaking. Canned food is it's a little less processed, but it's it's moisture dense. So all in all, it's going to be more closer to neutral. And then raw food, obviously, it's 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 unprocessed, so it's it's going to um, you know mostly be be cooling. But again, it depends on the you know, obviously the proteins you feed, right? So like a lamb is still going to be have a warming effect. It's just that lamb that's processed, like lamb that's like a kibble lamb is going to be really hot, right, for the dog. So I don't, So it's it's funny because when you when you hear this, you're kind of like, well, this doesn't make sense because there's a lot of dogs on, you know, an allergy prescription diet from the vet and they're eating, it's like kangaroo. <laughs> you know, again, this is because of allergies. They're on kangaroo or they're on like a lamb and rice formula. And you're like, wait a second, this dog is already – you know, it's already dry. It's already hot. It's got allergies, inflammation. Like what this is, this is like, again, it's like putting gasoline on a fire. So it's very interesting. Dr. Judy Morgan talks a lot about this too, because, you know, it doesn't make any sense and dogs aren't, you know, they don't do, they're not, it doesn't, it does not help them. It actually makes things a lot worse. Uh, sourcing. So sourcing is really important as well. So for example, you know, grass fed, grass finished beef is going to be more cooling than than beef raised on corn okay so you know corn and other grains are gonna they have a warming effect on the body so when you look at this at a scientific on a scientific level too it makes sense right because you, you know we have cows that are being fed grains even being finished on grains they have a higher level of of polyunsaturated fats specifically omega-6 fatty acids which are inflammatory um so even so this makes sense right on a scientific level you know, they're going to be more inflammatory than their wild counterparts eating, you know, grass. So like grass-fed beef, right, is going to be, it's not going to, it's not going to be as warming as, as beef that was just fed grains its whole entire life. So sourcing is, is also really important. You know, this is why we, we emphasize, you know, feeding clean foods and why we vet the companies we sell so much because it is, it is really important, it has a huge effect on, on the animal's body. So, you know, when you look at companies like Steve's and Northwest Naturals and Small Batch and Answers and Solutions, like it's just super, super clean sourcing. We, we joke around that's like you can't even find, you know, grass fed, grass finished beef right now in, in the stores. So our dogs are getting all of it. So the sourcing is really important. So we look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy and PRP, and more. Visit us at lifetimepetwellness.com, Instagram, and Facebook to learn more about us. Anyways, I just wanted to touch on um, 
you know, these, this hot and cool. We, we hear this a lot, and I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. And, you know, we talk about it a lot in shops, so I just kind of wanted to go over it and make sure you guys had somewhat of a an understanding of what, what we mean when we talk about, you know, hot foods or warm foods, cooling foods. And I also wanted to make just one more statement about the balancing of it all. I think a lot of times people, they have really good results with feeding, like we'll go to like a strict straight formula like uh like maybe turkey or pork for a dog that has allergies and we'll have really good results and then they won't want to give the dog any other kind of protein from that point on and it's really important to still get variety we can still use that as the base but i still want to get a variety of proteins in there for a multitude of reasons but variety is is incredibly important and it's also good just to balance out the you know whether we're in hot proteins or cold proteins it's good to balance those out so that's all I got. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangs and fur pets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.